from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Ivan Lopez, joining us now here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, is signing a pro contract with the New England Revolution today at 5 o'clock. Ivan, congratulations, just congratulations you. young yes, man. Sir. Uh, how, I got a question for you. How long yeah. has this process been taking for you, and when did the New England Revolution actually first contact you about signing with their club? Uh, <clears throat> they found out about me after I went to Spain and had a trial there, and they said I did pretty good there, so I'm pretty sure they they had told New England Revolution about me, and they just invited me there to go try out. Ivan, my name is Chris Lee. Um, you're here with us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline on 99.9 Fan in Raleigh. Uh, first off, for folks who don't know you, because it's not like, you know, um, you know, there's there's not a lot that's written about you so far. You know, tell people who you are, how long you've been playing soccer, your position you've been playing, and, like, how what like how do we get here? How do we are we getting here to where today at 5 o'clock you are signing your first professional contract? Uh, so my name is Ivan Lopez. I'm 14 years old. And I've been playing soccer for about since I was three. And it's always been the sport that I love the most. And and I just enjoy playing it. All right, Ivan, i got a question for you regarding what the process is going to be like for you to actually make the actual New England Revolution. Are you going to be part of their developmental team or are you actually going to be joining the main the main club at some point what is the the first steps for you after you sign your contract where what team are you going to be playing for specifically so i'm committing to a u15 team okay. and and i just did to join the first team i just got to work my way up so i can like show my level that i can play with the first team did you tell us what position you play uh, I play Cam, number ten. Okay, so let me let me ask you about this then. So you you're gonna be you're a 14 year old. You're gonna be playing with other young players, but obviously with a chance to train with older players and things like that. Um, when you get that opportunity, you're actually playing. You're you're entrenched in being a professional. Um, what do you what do you what are your goals? When do you want to feel like you want to get up to the main squad or or go overseas or something like that? When do you want to do that by? When are you trying to be uh, on a MLS an actual MLS field? Uh, hopefully I can do I can make the first team by in two years before two years. So because recently Messi just joined Inter Miami and I would love to play against him. That be that be pretty. That'd be yeah, pretty awesome, uh, Ivan, if you're able to play against Messi. Yeah, Ivan, that'd be pretty awesome if you're able to play against Messi. Again, Ivan Lopez uh, from Lumberton, 14 years old, joining us here on the Eastern Automotive Group Hotline, signing a professional contract later this afternoon with the New England Revolution. My final question for you is this. Most kids with their age of 14 are just starting high school. Are you? Uh, how is school going to work out for you while you're also going to be competing for the club? Uh, so the club has their own uh, school. That has the different academy players go to. It's just different. It's, they work on a computer. There's different people there that help them learn about each subject. So high school isn't going to be a thing for me, which is sad because I, I really wanted to enjoy it.
My my final question is this: uh, We want to follow your journey. Are you on uh, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? How can we follow you so we can follow your journey and cheer you along along the way? Uh, yeah, yeah I got Instagram. It can it's Ivan with two N's. Okay. The great, the great with three T's. Ivan the Great. We we're gonna start calling you that, Ivan the Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are and proud of you. Nine one O's on own uh ivan uh lopez we're gonna call you ilo as well uh, <laughs> i think uh, yeah ivan again congratulations thanks for your time really do appreciate it all right thank you ivan lopez joining us here on the heist automotive group hotline i was Man, popping zits old. at 14 i was popping zits <laughs> okay i was not signing professional contracts most of us were let's be honest uh most of us were probably doing it at that time uh, it's amazing. He, he, he mentioned, he's like, hey, he's going to miss out on high school. You know, so he's going to miss out on that. I mean, that's something that we – it's not, it's not something that we can comprehend regarding what it's like to miss out on high school because I'm pretty sure 99% of the people that are listening to this went to high school in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. He's not. He's bypassing that to go pursue a professional dream. So, yeah, he like you said, he's like, I'm, I'm going to miss out on those things, whether it's school dances, proms, or – hanging out at football games, whatever it is. Yeah, he's going to miss those things. But he's getting paid, though, so I'm with it. I mean, again, an opportunity to pursue. Like He's in a very unique situation, an opportunity at that age to pursue uh, pursue your professional dream. That's pretty cool. Like, like you said, if he can make the big club in a couple years, play against Inter Milan and, and Lionel Messi, share the field with that guy, that's got to be a cool moment to think about. Like this, The, the, the opportunity for that. For that young man to potentially have that happen seems like a pretty driving force for him. Pretty remarkable. Speaking of getting paid right now, we have uh, some breaking news coming uh, from the state of North Carolina. You can Mm -hmm. read about this right now at highschoolot.com. The state board board of education uh, rulemaking process could delay NIL for high school athletes for the next six to 12 months. You may not uh, remember, so we're going to remind you a couple months ago. Uh, the North Carolina High School Athletics Association, um, they said, hey, high schoolers in North Carolina can start profiting off of NIL beginning July 1st. Um, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the Board of Education in North Carolina does not think it's a good idea. And you have folks like Ivan, who we just spoke to, he's going to be playing professionally. But let's say that Somebody like Caleb Foster, who's about to go to Duke, or Trey Parker, who's committed to going to NC State, but we found out that he's uh, going to be waiting a year, going to come in 2024. These guys are from the state of North Carolina. Both guys left the state of North Carolina, Dennis, to play elsewhere, and a lot of it has to do with their exposure, but also the ability to make NIL money Yeah, in other states as a high schooler. And here's the thing. We're not... Talking about, okay, all of a sudden, like, every single kid over at Jordan High School out in Durham or Leesville Road High School here in Raleigh, all of a sudden, like, every football player or basketball player is just going to start just making, like, 5000 bucks a season. No, not at all. Just to play football. That's not even that's happening not, in college. That, that, exactly. That, like, that's not how this works. <laughs> for, for example, if there was a, a top five-star basketball recruit here that was, like, one of the top recruits in the country, was located here in the Triangle area. And our friends over at Capital BST was like, hey, come over here, do a signing. You can get paid to sign some autographs. We'll give you uh, you know, a pair of sneakers, whatever it is, and you know, just come do that on a Saturday. 
In North Carolina, in you North, can't do in, that. In North Carolina, you can't do that. Which is which is a shame because again we are talking about truly the minority of the minority when it comes to high school athletes in this regard in, in regards to like nil deals. An example you brought up: if you're out in a smaller location, like in a smaller community, yeah. that might have a star football or star basketball player or star baseball player, whatever it might be. My example was yeah. uh, quarterback Jefferson Boaz from UNC. Mm-hmm. He went to East Surrey High School out there in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Yeah, he played quarterback. He played on the basketball team. Was a star. He was a baseball star on the team. Mm-hmm. He was the man. He was. He was like the big local star athlete. Why can't the local restaurant say? Hey, after the baseball game tonight, after the football game tonight, after the basketball game tonight, just tweet or put out a, a Instagram uh, post. Meet us here after the game. You can come eat with the team. We're, we're I'm going to be here. Mm-hmm. And maybe he can, you know, s- take pictures with fans, things like that. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that because that's really all we're talking about when mm-hmm. we're talking about NIL on the high school level. He's going to get a, some free food. Maybe he's going to get a, a $50 gift card or something like that. And – He's just the man in, in town. That's it. That's all. So what are we so afraid of when it yeah, comes to NIL for high school students? Exactly. What are we afraid of? The exceptions to all this stuff are, are like LeBron James kid. Bronny James. Yeah. Because he's LeBron James kid. He has national exposure already. Of course, he's probably going to get bigger NIL deals. That's okay. Again, but he's truly the exception to all this. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it because what's the difference between like What's the difference than like a local business just paying the kid to do work for a normal, like quote unquote, normal job? It's no different. Well, let's compare and contrast, right? Because mm-hmm. we just spoke to Ivan Lopez, a 14 year old who's about to sign his first professional soccer deal, right? Yeah. Probably not going to make a bunch of money off of that, but he's making some money off of that. He's a professional. 18 year old Caleb Foster went to high school elsewhere outside of the state of North Carolina. It slips me where, but I believe it was California, where he can make. Uh, NIL money, mm-hmm. right? And we are basically saying, based off of, off of our rules and laws and what's in place before between these two different sports and basketball and soccer, that Ivan is cool to make money, but Caleb cannot make money. Why? Is, like, like what? What's the problem? And, yeah. and again, we're not talking about loads of money. And if we are talking about loads of money, so what? Yeah. Because if Ivan put out a, a great album. Maybe he's a rapper or a singer mm-hmm. at the age of 14. He's still going to make a bunch of money. Are we going to say he can't do that? If Caleb put out an album with and he made a bunch of money or he's an actor and he made a bunch of money, are we going to say he can't do that? What is the problem with people making money? This goes back to what we were talking about yesterday with Liv and PGA. It's always about what the individuals can't do. Yeah. But if the government or if uh, big corporations can can benefit off of it, make a bunch of money, then all, okay, all of a sudden it's, it's all okay. about it's all about it's business okay. at the point. If individuals can't, if individuals have the opportunity, no, we can't do that. The government or the corporations, yeah, let's go for it. Let's make that money. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sick if you think about it. it. Really is. More great news for carry commuters with the new Go Carry app. You can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the Go Carry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the Go Carry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Go Carry, where getting there is just a tap. 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medications secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick is stepping down in 2024 as AD of Notre Dame at the end of the first quarter. So basically in the middle of the spring semester this upcoming academic year. NBC Sports Director, make sure I get the last name right, Pete Bevacqua, or Bevacqua. 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 My apologies on that. Pete, that that's what, that's, I'm just guessing. NBC Sports <laughs> Director Pete Bevacqua taking over after the first quarter of 2024 as athletic director of Notre Dame. Why does this matter to us here in the ACC? Well, one, Notre Dame's a member of the ACC full-time with the exception of football. Right. So this does impact the ACC to an extent. But a lot of people have wondered, okay, if, when does Notre Dame join the ACC full-time? If and when? They have their own private deal with NBC, right? Yes. So – you're going to bring in the NBC sports director to be your athletic director to no longer work with NBC? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. So I, looking at this from the outside in, just basically everything off of what I just told you, I do not see where Notre Dame all of a sudden goes, yeah, let's be a full-time ACC member in football. Let's just, like, you know what? Let's scrap our deal with NBC. Let's not control our schedule fully, and let's just, you know, Let's go ACC full-time. This is just me spitballing an idea. It it doesn't come from anything anybody I've talked to, any type of real information, anything like that. So I don't want anybody to take this and run with it and say, Chris Lee said this is going to happen. This is not. This is not. This is just something I'm I'm thinking. Just throwing out ideas. The only way I can see this happen, Mm -hmm. if, if Notre Dame would be joining the ACC in football full-time, is if when the grant of rights, the deal that's currently holding the ACC together, yeah. uh, that gives the rights to uh, to broadcasting their games to ESPN uh, through the ACC, which is how they're making a lot of their money, there are different periods where the ACC can open up and renegotiate. There are mm-hmm. windows. Yes. Most recent one was when uh, Jim Phillips took over about three years ago. But other than that, this deal goes through 2036. So the only way I can see the ACC, one, making more money because that's one of the priorities right now for the league, is if maybe NBC becomes interested in having a f- bigger package of, of games. Okay. You get a chance to keep Notre Dame, have a big Clemson or a big Florida State or a big North Carolina game every once in a while or also – you know, once a week or something like that, one big ACC game or something like that, that also goes back to the league where they can use more money to to give it to other members of the league. And Notre Dame gets to keep their affiliation with NBC. Hmm. That's the only way I can see that working. But that is something that the ACC may have to potentially look at if it'll be possible with ESPN because what other ways can they actually make money if they're locked into this deal for the next 13 years? Yeah, that's it. I also don't I don't see Notre Dame giving up their independence in terms of being able to schedule who they want to schedule. I know they're That's already locked, I know they're already locked in with five ACC games. That's, That's a big part, part of the of deal. Yeah. 
but I just do not see them going like, you know what? We're going to have to scrap, you know, maybe playing uh, a Michigan, uh, the or traditional ones with USC, Navy, all that kind of stuff to go play Boston. I mean, they already played Boston College to go play Georgia Tech, which actually used to be a longtime rival years ago with Notre Dame, but or was a regular on their schedule. But I, I just don't see them like, hey, you know what? Let's give up. USC potentially to go play against Virginia Tech. But if it will help them in the new CFP that's coming along where you're going to have 12 teams making the CFP and you start to see that you as an independent aren't really moving the needle as much to get into the CFP, but you know you can get into the ACC and start winning some things. And Well, here's the thing as well. In order to get a buy – in the first round of the college football playoff, when it does go to 12 teams, you have to be a conference champion. Right. So Notre Dame won't be eligible to get a first round. So buy. automatically, Notre Dame will never be a top four seat. Yeah. But you know in what? In the college football playoff. If you're Even a, if they went undefeated. If, if you're one of those high four seeds, though, that are playing in the first round, you get a home game. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get a home game. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind as well. So, again, Jack Swarbrick, Notre Dame athletic director, is stepping down. Uh Pete Bavakwa, the NBC Sports Director, is taking over as Athletic Director. That transition is going to happen in 2024, early next year. Uh, Speaking of ACC and people from the ACC, the NBA draft is two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. You know it's also two weeks from today, Chris? Your birthday! Exactly. But other important things that are happening on the 22nd, (laughs) other than my my birthday— there are going to be a lot of local guys that are going to be drafted. It looks like Duke's going to have, by based off projections, two first-round picks. We talked about Dariq Whitehead a little bit yesterday, him dealing with off-season injuries and things along those lines. Well, Derek Lively II, see his name float around in the NBA draft amongst a multitude of different locations. We've seen some people put him as a late lottery pick. Some people have him going somewhere around 26 where the Indiana Pacers have a pick right there. Maybe the Hornets take him at 27, but they already drafted Mark Williams a couple years ago. And Kai Jones. Yeah, they got Kai Jones. I mean, so, yeah, they've got Nick Richards. So, they might be back. They've got a plethora of tall guys. They do. But that doesn't mean – just because you have someone already blocked in in a position in the NBA doesn't mean they're not afraid to take somebody still in that position. Some of you talked to, Chris Patola of ESPN, talked about the risk versus reward when it comes to Derek Lively. There's not a lot to sort of take away from his season. You know, he was a freshman center who averaged five points a game, who was largely a rim protector and and a rim runner. And obviously that is a new age type of center that can translate to that game. But but there's also a lot of basketball that I think you still have to see from Derek Lively. So the overarching point is how teams evaluate the risk reward with with him in terms of where you can use him. Uh, outside of his rim protection defensively, can he defend ball screens? Can you switch him? How versatile is he in that respect? And then offensively, is he a liability or is he somebody that you feel you can develop? So what a, a lot of what he's talking about here is the fact that we didn't, we don't really know what we're going to get from Derek Lively when he's going to be somebody who's going to be drafted based off of what we think his potential is going to be. Again, if you look at his stat line from this past year, it's not very eye-popping, right? Five points a game, mm-hmm. five rebounds a game, one assist. Uh, did shoot it at sixty-five percent, um, you know, uh, from the field, and two and a half blocks per game. Right? Uh, the blocks may, 
is something that probably makes you interested. Yeah. You would think somebody at seven foot one maybe could score or rebound a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But what you're looking at is the way that he helped to anchor the defense. Duke had one of the best uh, defensive squads uh, in the nation, the best in the ACC. He was able to anchor that defense um, and protect the rim, and you could you didn't get a lot of chances in the paint against Duke. And a lot of it was because of Derek Lively just being a threat. Just the threat of Derek Lively pulled it out, uh, and, and folks didn't go into the paint. So you're really finding that what is the, the potential for him later on, and this is what Chris Patola talked about, the potential of Derek Lively. I do think he has more potential. I like his potential now more than I did, for for example, Mark Williams. I think he's a better shot blocker than Mark Williams. I think offensively there's there's more development there that you could potentially find. So I think Derek Lively is an interesting case, Chris. I do. I, I, I think he he showed you some flashes this year. Not enough to, to go all in with him as a lottery pick. Uh, and positionally, I, I think teams have a decision to make on where you feel you could use him. Um, but there is certainly – he's young, and there's certainly a lot of potential. So he doesn't feel like you could go all in with him as a lottery pick. But, Dennis, when we were talking about earlier, you you think that he could sneak in and be a lottery pick for some team in the NBA? I don't know. Does New Orleans at 14 need to take a center? I mean, they already have enough – They already have enough Duke players have come through <laughs> over there. I mean, that that's that what makes sense to true. me. So – I don't know. Here's here's something we also need to take into consideration when it comes to this as well, is that we all know in the NBA draft, there's always a lot of movement in the draft in terms of guys get, get drafted and all of a sudden get traded somewhere else. This whole stuff with Chris Paul, if he gets traded, what's the compensation? There's actually talks about, does DeAndre Ayton get moved? Well, if DeAndre Ayton gets moved, okay, well, what are you getting in return if you're the Phoenix Suns? Who knows? So, again, all this stuff can be dictated by need and, again, by where players fall in the draft and just, again, how teams maneuver themselves. Who knows? I mean, Damian Lillard is a potential to get traded from the from the Portland Trailblazers. Right. They pick number three. Yeah. There's talk that, well, if, if Brandon Miller gets drafted by the Charlotte Hornets at two, Scoot Henderson, basically the same type player as Damian Lillard, well, you can draft him at three and then trade Damian Lillard. So how does that affect the rest of the draft? There's so many questions when it comes to this. I've seen Derek Lively. Sometimes people have him at like 15, 16. Some people have him like as 26. And you never know which team is going to secretly value him more than others, right? Remember in 2019, Cam Johnson from Carolina. Went eighth. He went, I, I think, number 11 overall 11, yeah. to, to the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and he was a guy that wasn't considered to be a, a lottery pick at all. He was going to be a fringe first-round, second-round pick, right? Yeah. So people didn't know what he was going to be, and then all of a sudden he ends up going uh, number 11 in the lottery, which is top 16 anyway. So that's something that could still happen with Derek Lively, but we just don't know. Sim team is probably keeping a secret, oh, yeah, we want him here because he's going to be an asset to us. It's it's amazing how it's all going to work. I I am actually hopeful if Terquavian Smith falls into the second round yep. with three second round picks, Charlotte Hornets take him. We will have uh, some some draft uh, you know talk about Terquavian Smith that in the coming will. days. So that we will we will definitely have that as well. 
Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.